Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 23rd of November. A man is being questioned by police after a deadly rampage through a Christmas parade in the US that killed five people and injured dozens more. It's understood the 39-year-old is a person of interest after a driver ploughed through a crowd in Wisconsin yesterday, injuring at least 40 people with almost half children. Police Chief Dan Thompson says the parade was supposed to be a day of fun for families. We do have a person of interest in custody at the moment, but this is still a very fluid investigation. Back home now and welcome news for students, skilled migrants and refugees wanting to enter Australia. Some 200,000 visa holders are expected to enter the country from next month as part of major international border changes as our vaccination rate hits 80%. Here is Prime Minister Scott Morrison. From the 1st of December 2021, fully vaccinated eligible visa holders will be able to come to Australia without needing to apply for a travel exemption. It's hoped the changes will help fill a critical labour shortage and also boost struggling universities. And New Zealand has just announced it's cancelled more than 1,000 trans-Tasman flights due to ongoing uncertainty around borders in Australia. Meantime, South Australia's borders have reopened with more than 25,000 travellers already registering to enter the state. We'll have all the details with our reporter in Adelaide shortly, including the travel conditions still in force. The foster parents of William Tyrrell are set to front court today over the alleged assault of a different child. The 56-year-old woman and 54-year-old man are set to appear at Hornsby Local Court in Sydney, charged over the suspected assault of a child in a Sydney home. And around 15 tonnes of soil and other pieces of potential evidence are being tested as investigators continue their search for the remains of William Tyrrell on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller says they're not going to give up. Particularly challenging weather conditions at the moment, but that search will continue until investigators uh, believe that that job is done. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales where Premier Dominic Perrottet is now set to step in after a local golf club refused to build a memorial for four young children killed in a horror crash. The club has since revealed plans to build apartment blocks on the site. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. There's been widespread public outrage after the Oatlands Golf Club in Sydney's northwest rejected proposals to build a memorial to remember four children. Anthony, Angelina and Sienna Abdallah and their cousin Veronique Saker died in February last year after they were hit by a drunk and drugged driver as they walked on the footpath next to the golf club to get some ice cream. Their family has asked the club to build a memorial called Hope Garden on its site but the club says the proposals were too big. The Oatlands venue has since revealed plans to build 193 apartments on the site. The Telegraph's reporting Premier Dominic Perrottet has arranged an urgent meeting with the club to figure out a solution that works for the family and the business. Even the Prime Minister says the family's request for a memorial is reasonable and he supports Mr Perrottet's efforts to meet with the club. And to South Australia now, and after more than 150 days, the state's borders have reopened to Victoria, New South Wales and the ACT. But as Sean Maynard reports from Adelaide, there have already been some issues as families and loved ones prepare to reunite. 
You're right, Tash. On the eve of the state's big reopening, the permit system crashed yesterday as more than 13,000 people logged on to apply for travel to SA. It's the new entry check website that suffered a glitch. This coming just days after the state government was scrambling to fix a vaccination data error that would have miscalculated an LTA's vaccination rate, potentially preventing people from returning home. So as of this morning, travellers from all New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT council areas can enter the state without the need to isolate. We're expecting almost 32,000 travellers will reunite with their loved ones over the coming days here in SA. Premier Stephen Marshall says, while it's a day many South Australians both here and interstate have been waiting for, there is that one key condition of entry. We're not going to do it uh, without making sure that it is safe to do so. So we'll be requiring people to be double vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated before they come into South Australia. As you'd expect, businesses are popping the champagne given Victoria and New South Wales are SA's two biggest interstate markets. 77.4% of South Australians are fully vaccinated. Uh, now that falls short of the 80% authorities are targeted by today, but it hasn't stopped them from unlocking the gates. The Premier says the state's strong pandemic response means we're more than ready to transition into the next phase. Now the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now the Commonwealth Bank is the latest to come out warning the red hot property market is finally cooling with prices set to start falling. Tash, good morning. Yeah, it certainly seems so. Both CBA and ANZ over the past week or so have said they expect growth next year to be pretty moderate. They're kind of low to mid single digits. But the big watch out from both, and as you say, CBA in particular yesterday, is that 2023 is expected to be a year when house prices actually fall. It's been a long time, or feels like a long time since that last happened. CBA is saying they might fall as much as 10%, which, you know, if you've bought a house early this year, you're probably still ahead. But if you're buying at the top of the market, losing 10% of your purchase price soon after you buy might be a rude shock. Although hopefully for those looking to get into the housing market, it might provide just a little bit of respite and maybe an opportunity. And talking about house prices, the RBA this time is warning people to be very careful about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of house prices, you're dead, right? Because a lot of people are saying, well, I can't buy a house. I'll speculate on cryptocurrencies. I mean, it makes, well, I won't say it makes sense. I understand the way people feel about it. But the RBA last week and now ASIC, the corporate regulator this week, both saying, gosh, just, just cool your jets, just be a little bit careful. Plenty of people getting involved in this because everybody else is because it's the cool new thing. And they're just reminding us that, you know, just be a little bit careful because not everybody understands the whole thing. The asset class itself is so new. It's really, really hard to know where, what's going to happen next in terms of valuation, which coins end up winning and losing. And, of course, the RBA last week even talked about having its own digital currency, perhaps. And if that happens globally, there's a lot less need for the cryptos that we know today. And we've heard all of these warnings about supply chain issues, especially yeah. in the lead up to Christmas. But it seems it's a bit of a longer term problem. Yeah, might well be. So Paul Zara, who's the ex-David Jones boss, now head of the Retailers Association, said it might persist into 2023. That was yesterday. More recently, the DHL boss has also now come out and said roughly the same thing, that it may not be resolved next year at all. And the real concern here is not so much the economy isn't trying to get back to normal, but the bottleneck cause at the ports with empty containers, full containers, not enough trucks, all that kind of stuff. Once you stop the, once you stop the supply chain of the economy, it's such a oiled machine, maybe no pun intended, but oil is part of that, of course. Uh, once you stop those things and try and restart them, it can be really, really tough. Now, you kind of would imagine 
12 months is more than enough time to sort this sort of stuff out. But both companies, or both groups, I should say, now saying it might be, as I said, up to 12 months where they can actually iron all the kinks out and get things back to normal. Gee, I hope I'm not talking about this this time next year, but it seems like it's very, very possible, unfortunately. Who knows what will happen this time next year. Thanks so much, <laughs> exactly. Scott. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Tim Payne made his return to cricket after standing down as Australia's test captain. Yes, good morning, Tash. And, of course, on the comeback trail from neck surgery as well. And, of course, the sexting scandal, as you said, resulted in him standing down, quitting as Australia's skipper. He did make an impressive return yesterday, albeit with the Tasmanian second 11 side against South Australia. So a long way away from the Ashes arena. But there was one interested spectator, that is chairman of selectors George Bailey and a former teammate of Payne's at Tasmania as well. He has to make the tough call as to whether Payne does keep his place for the first test at the Gabba, which is only a couple of weeks away, December 8th. Uh, he took six catches yesterday. He is yet to have a bat. Now, Jess Jonathan leads a group of three Brisbane Heat players in the WBBL team of the tournament, which was revealed yesterday. She's the leading wicket-taker with 21 so far, but Jonathan says she's got a bigger prize in mind with a sudden-death final looming against the Strikers that is in Adelaide tomorrow. It's nice to be able to, to get that reward from the wickets, but in saying that, oh, I've said to a few of our girls, uh, as good as the Golden Cups are, I'd rather be holding a trophy at the end of the season. And it is the pointy end of that season, Tash. And Brett, an AFL star, has spoken about his latest cancer setback and is ready to attack treatment head-on. Yeah, Ben Cunnington was diagnosed with a second bout of testicular cancer last week, which requires an intensive course of chemo. He took to social media last night, and just like, uh, of course, across his long playing career, he is uh, ready, as you said, to uh, tackle this uh, treatment as aggressively as he possibly can, and he's been overwhelmed by all of the support, so we wish him all the best. Good news for Collingwood fans with Scott Pendlebury into pre-season training. The skipper has been out of action since July after suffering a hairline fracture in his leg. Coach Craig McRae says Pendles appears to be close to full strength. I don't think there's too many more restrictions going forward, to be honest with him. Uh, um, you know, coming into Christmas, I think he's just going to pick and choose a little bit on when he arrives at training, but he'll be here for main, main training sessions. The new coach would love to have his skipper fully fit for next season. Absolutely. And, Brett, there was a wild brawl in the NBA yesterday sparked by LeBron James. Yeah, fines and suspensions are likely after that brawl in the NBA uh, yesterday. Now, uh, Detroit's Isaiah Stewart was char uh, charged after the Lakers superstar. He probably will be charged after he just went nuts, basically. He uh, tried to get at him a number of times, was held back by teammates, officials, coaches, then went again in the dressing room. Here's just a little bit of what happened yesterday. Stewart is hot, and everybody's coming out now. Eventually, he cooled down, uh, players from both sides jumping in. James was ejected for just the second time in his career, and Stewart, because of that elbow, had a few stitches to his face, Tash. All okay? Uh, he, I think, is okay in terms of uh, the stitches. They'll repair themselves, but probably when he watches that footage back, uh, he might be a little bit embarrassed as well. Mm, indeed. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And a heartwarming moment has gone viral from Adele's TV special in the UK. The 33-year-old singer was asked by actress Emma Thompson if there was someone who inspired her during the tough times in her early career. Yeah, I had um, a teacher at Chestnut Grove who taught me English. That was Miss McDonald. Emma then surprising Adele as Miss McDonald made her way to the stage. Hi, how are you? Oh, you look exactly the same. You look exactly the same. What, I'm 
you teaching? No, no. What do you do? Maybe dancing? No, I'm just looking after my family. Oh, my <laughs> just God. Dancing. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't cry. Thank you. The emotional reunion bringing many to tears and reminding many of us about the importance of teachers and how they can change lives. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Melling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.